Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Milmai and this is episode 60, Forensic Psychobiology to Wool Emporium, an interview with Leona Jane Kelly of Fluff. If that's alright, I need a drink. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday the 18th of August 2015. How are you all? I hope you're all well since last time I spoke to you. I'm currently enjoying is probably the wrong word, experiencing a lovely rainy day in Scotland and actually you know what I'm, I'm done with summer now. Don't even pretend don't even pretend that it is summer, it's the middle of August and it's just horrendous, it's that horrible all day rain that I love so much in Manchester but here I just don't want frankly. (laughs) So yeah it's pretty miserable here and quite cold so I've got got some nice warm soup, some roasted vegetable soup that I've just made, got my thermals and my fleece on and um, this is not what I thought August was all about frankly. So you know what, let's just dispense with this illusion that pretends to be summer and just crack straight into autumn because I'm done. I'm done waiting and, and being left wanting, shall we say. Um, a warm welcome to any new listeners that are joining me today. I hope you'll enjoy what you find here. Clearly, I have to start every podcast with a bit of a weather report because I'm British. And for any returning listeners, thank you very much for joining me again. I always really appreciate uh, you coming back and listening to the show. So today, what do I have for you? I have a couple of notices to start with and then I have an interview with Leona Jane Kelly of Fluff, my favourite yarn shop in Dundee. So get yourself a brew of some description, something warming. It's got to be about time when that pumpkin spice latte stuff starts getting pushed out, hasn't it? You American types, you like that, don't you? Apparently, this is going to be the first year that um, they've put actual pumpkin in it in the Starbucks ones. It's not for me. It's not for me. More Starbucks is not for me. All Starbucks is not for me, to be honest. I don't drink coffee. But I know a lot of you guys do. And that, you know, it feels autumnal. I'm just going to press straight into autumn. I'm going to skip the rest of August and um, and, and just be autumnal about everything. And um, we will crack on with the show. Yarn in the City creates experiential, yarn-centric events for knitters and makers designed to bring people together through a shared love of craft. Yarn in the City organises the Great London Yarn Crawl, taking place on Saturday the 5th of September 2015. For more information and to book your tickets, go to www.yarninthecity.com today. So, yarning news then. As always, we start off the podcast with a few parish notices and um, afterwards we'll get into the interview. So first up, my favourite subject du jour is the UK Podcasters Awards. Thank you very much to everyone who's voted so far and everyone who's tweeted about it. I really appreciate it. For those of you that may be joining me for the first time today or are catching up in a reverse, um, reverse manner, The podcast has been nominated in two categories in the UK Podcasters Awards. These will be uh, presented on the 12th of September 2015 and I 
I'm in the category for games and hobbies and most engaged audience, which is you guys. So I'd really appreciate it if you had five minutes to go and vote for the podcast or to share it again if you've already voted and you can't vote again. Top tip, if you change IP addresses, you can vote again as I found out. My husband's been playing with the router a lot recently. Go over to uh, the website, which is www.shinybees.com forward slash UK hyphen podcasters hyphen awards. And if you click on the graphic in there, it'll take you straight to the page that you need to be at. There'll also be a link in the show notes. There's a link on Ravelry and I'll remind everyone on uh, social media this week as well. It would be awesome uh, to win an award for the podcast for you guys in particular. I just think it, I have a great audience. I'm very lucky. I might not have the world's biggest audience, but... You are small, but you are mighty. And um, it would be great to be able to celebrate that and um, get an award. It's got a star on top of it, I think, which would be kind of cool because I really like stars. So um, that's where you can go to vote for the podcast in those awards. Now, obviously, I undertook a mammoth challenge as my part of the bargain uh, for in return for your votes and that was to knit something beaded and fabulous basically to wear to the awards ceremony so even if we don't win and we're a little bit sad about that never fear because the silver lining will be I will still have my beaded and fabulous shawl so it won't really matter so as I mentioned last time it is a boo knits pattern and if you're a fan of um Fancy looking shawls that are not difficult to knit. Boo Knits is your girl. Go check her out. And I'm knitting it in two two strands of dye for yarn. Uh, mulberry silk. 100% silk. Fine lace weight. Held double. And I'm really enjoying it. I really like it. I took it to the pub last week and knitted on it in the pub. I never thought I'd get to the point where I could knit on a beaded silk shawl in the pub whilst having a very very fringe conversation about various things which will not make it into this episode because I have a clean rating and um, managing not to snort and well, I did snort a couple of times laughing but not that that wasn't about dirty stuff that was about um, tattoos of swallows on hands it's like a thing it's like a, a northern thing where where people have tattoos of swallows on their hands it's just something I really remember from being a kid. If anyone else remembers tattoos of swallows on hands from being a kid, then let me know. Along with love and hate across the knuckles, that was also a thing that generally accompanied the tattooed hand. Um, let me know, because I don't think it was just me. I don't think I'm the only northern person that noticed this. I don't have any tattoos whatsoever. Um, but we got onto that as one of the subjects, and I did snort at the, at the swallow tattoo because I knew my friend would find it hilarious um, because it's a thing, it's a northern thing. But I managed not to put my beads anywhere and uh, and did some proper full-on beaded lace knitting in the pub. Not one mistake, I'm really proud of myself. So it's progressing nicely and the rows are getting much longer now. So I'm only getting sort of three or four done a night by the time I actually sit down to it. So what I might need to do is schedule in some cheeky rows at break times and lunch times during the day just to build up that uh, row count and get through uh, chart B. I think I've only got probably one more repeat of the chart B stuff to do because you have to carry on until you get to 201 stitches or whatever it is. And um, and then I'll be away, but I'm absolutely loving it and loving the beads that you guys help me pick on Periscope. They look beautiful, so I'm very excited to be working on that. It's really good fun. 
So keep um, an eye on Instagram. I'll try and post a picture every night. when I've, If I've knitted on it, I'll post a picture. Obviously, sometimes it will be a bit more changed than others and, um, and let you know how I get on. And I'm hoping to finish that, obviously, before the 12th because that'd be pretty emosh, wouldn't it? Because uh, I need to get it blocked and, and sorted out, basically, and paired up with a lovely outfit, no doubt. So UK Podcasters Awards, I will remind you again at the end of the episode because we're going to chat about all kinds of stuff in the meantime. Um, go ahead and go over to shinybees.com where you can find all the details uh, to cast your vote. Next up, um, there's a bit of chat about public appearances. Um, I do live up in the sticks in the middle of nowhere and um, occasionally I escape and go to shows. And I'm going to be at two shows in September and if you're going to be there as well, uh, please come over. I'll start some threads in the group. Please come over and let me know you're going to be there because I would love to say hello to you in real life. Uh, I really enjoy meeting listeners and um, it would be wonderful to put a face to a name because so many of you appear to be cats in your avatars or, or other various things. And when I meet you in real life, it's always surprising that you're not in fact feline uh, and you are a person. <laughs> and um, it would be really cool uh, to meet as many of you as possible uh, I really enjoy it and so if you're going to be at Great London Yarn Crawl, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to crawl, I made the executive decision to not crawl, mostly because I'm a bit scared of London and I'm going to help out on P-Hop in the marketplace instead. So you'll be able to find me there for most of the day. I'm going to be there with lovely Kate, Kate's Twirl and Poked a Goblin, um, Alice is going to be there too and a few other peeps are going to be knocking around. So... Um, come there to, to have a chat with me and there is a breakout area I think um, that's going to be available for people just to chill out and get a bit of um, bit of downtime and have a sit down and have a bit of a knit and um, I'll look to be there probably around one o'clock so that if people want to come and, and find me there instead then you can do. Also I'm going to be at Yarndale I wasn't sure I was going to go because it's not my favourite show, um, as I think I've said to you guys before, um, but I kind of have to, it's work. So um, I am going to Yarndale, I'm going to be there on both days and they won't provide an area for us to meet up because we've asked them before. Um, so what I will plan to do is to be outside probably um, having a picnic on the lawn around lunchtime and I will let you know uh, plans about that nearer the time. And again, it would be lovely uh, to meet as many of you as possible. Last year, I had a lovely lunchtime with um, Linda and her mum. And she, she they brought me mini Jaffa cakes. It was the most amazing thing ever. I was so happy. I was so happy about these mini Jaffa cakes. It just reminded me of being a kid. It was brilliant. I loved it. And, and we had a lovely natter and they showed me all the stuff they bought. And it was really, really good fun to, um, to have lunch with them. So I will be there as well. And again, it would be great um, to meet as many of you as possible if you're going to be at Yarndale and obviously have a look at what you're buying. Um, that would be really cool. And finally, possibly the coolest thing to have happened in my podcasting career so far. I realise this is framing it in a pretty grand way, but I think this is really cool. So I got a random message on Facebook the other day and people don't usually send me messages on Facebook because I don't do a lot of stuff for the podcast on Facebook because I don't really like Facebook. Um, as a rule, I tend to be more on Twitter and Instagram 
but I've been, you know, I cross post things to, Twitter, to Facebook and I'm getting better at being on there because it's a really big platform and I know that I do need to be on there really. I just need to embrace rather than fight the Facebook and I got a lovely message from a lady called Marie. Now Marie, you're going to like this story, is now a podcast listener. Marie is also now not only a knitter but a sock knitter because she wasn't actually a knitter when she started listening. In, in the States in particular, if you've got a, a newer car, you get Stitcher, Stitcher Radio built into your car, and you can listen to, they'll recommend certain podcasts. If you listen to one sort of podcast, they'll, they will put things in that they think you will like. And so she accidentally one day ended up listening to the podcast, decided I was charming, and stuck around and started to knit socks because of it. So she started to knit and started to knit socks. And she's knitted a first pair of socks, first ever project, pair of socks, and they're dead neat. She sent me pictures, they're dead neat. Anyway, getting to the point of the story, we need the hive mind because I'm not as up on my US commercial yarns as I probably could be. And we were talking about her knitting for her kids and I recommended West Yorkshire Spinners, which I don't think is that freely available in the States yet. So what we're looking for is some recommendations, please. So In the thread for this episode, if you have any recommendations for good quality, with a wool content, um, workhorse yarns are great for knitting for kids, then please come over and put them in the show notes and give you recommendations so that Marie can come find them and come meet all of you guys. Because I just think that's really cool. It's a really cool story. I love it. I love the enabling. I love the enabling. So yeah, hello Marie and welcome and thank you very much for getting in touch with me. I do really appreciate it. That definitely made me smile. So I think it's about time we got on with the interview and I am delighted to welcome the lovely Leona Jane Kelly from Fluff to the show. You will have heard and seen Fluff mentioned and around before. Uh, It was my local yarn shop in Dundee and possibly my favourite local, no not possibly, definitely my favourite local yarn shop ever. I am a big fan of fluff and I'm not going to lie to you about that because you already know that to be the case and I really wanted to get Leona onto the show because I get contacted by so many people who want to start their own business or open a craft cafe or start dyeing yarn and I think it's a really good thing and you all know how much I love to encourage people to experiment and try things and how much I love to bring brilliant kind of people from the industry onto the show just to repeatedly tell you to just do it and go for it because that's all they've ever done and I really wanted to bring Leona on because I've never had like a proper wool shop owner. I've had Jess on before from Ginger Twist Studio but she was talking more about her hand dyeing and I thought it would be really interesting to bring on Leona who talks about opening a shop in Dundee. It is walkable from the train station if you're passing through I would heartily recommend it. It is uphill on the way there but it's downhill on the way back and that's the main thing. Dundee is full of hills um, but there's very comfy sofas and there's always a brew on offer if you're gonna go. I think her story is really inspiring and empowering for people who want to give these these kinds of things a go basically so I invited her on. She's very good fun. She's very good fun and um, if you follow her on Periscope then she quite often gives you little tours of the shop and shows you what's in the shop and what's going on, which is really cool. So without further ado, I shall introduce and bring onto the show lovely Leona, known as LJ, to the show. 
This episode is sponsored by Yarn in the City. Yarn in the City organises the annual Great London Yarn Crawl, which is taking place this year on Saturday the 5th of September. This year's Yarn Crawl will also feature the addition of a one-day pop-up marketplace, taking place at Chelsea Old Town Hall and featuring over 30 vendors from London and around the UK. To top off the weekend, on Sunday the 6th of September 2015, Yarn in the City will be hosting author, pattern designer and technical editor Kate Atherley for two workshops in central London. Introduction to knitwear design and pattern writing skills. For more information and to book your tickets to these events, head over to www.yarninthecity.com. So I am delighted to welcome lovely Leona, Leona of Fluff in Dundee, Dundee's finest yarn emporium, to the show today. Welcome, Leona. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Oh, no, I'm totally honoured to finally be on your podcast. I know, I know. It's, it's good. I can't wait, actually. And um, I think it's going to be quite good fun. So... <laughs> For those people that aren't maybe quite as familiar with you, Leona, can you tell us a bit about you as a person and a little bit about how you came to be interested in Yarny Pursuits? Oh, I hate talking about myself. I would rather talk about anything else other than myself. Uh, But a little bit about me. Oh, God. Well, I'm from up north, not quite as far north as you, Joe, at the moment, but I'm from just outside Fraserburgh, so kind of in a a horizontal line. Not sure if that's important. and I came down to Dundee for university and I kind of got stuck here. I kind of fell in love with the place. Um, I still live in Dundee with my partner and my two dogs. My dogs are my life. I love my dogs. Uh, I've got a Cocker Spaniel, Arthur, and I have recently acquired a Springer Spaniel called Oscar. And they are my, next to Yarn, they are my one true love, which is quite sad, isn't it? Um so yeah, how did I become interested in yarny pursuits? That's a good question. Um, when I first down, moved down here for university, um, I was studying, this is the most ridiculous thing ever, forensic psychobiology. Uh, I know, right? What does that even involve? My initial thing I wanted to do was to be a psychologist and go and work in the prisons. Uh, I really, really wanted to do that. I have no idea why. I was a little bit obsessed with serial killers. Um, <laughs> no, and I'm not joking. This is before I got my addiction to CSI and bones and all this. I don't know what what was wrong with me. Um, but when I got to uni, I actually found out how rubbish I was at university. Uh, so I was pretty stressed, as most students are, and I decided that I would teach myself how to knit um, because I was falling asleep in lectures. I was so tired because of the stress. Um, so the the knitting actually kept me awake during lectures, which is bizarre. Um, plus, I was distracting other students by playing Super Mario on my DS, so I got in trouble for that. Yeah, so yeah, so it was just uh, teaching myself how to knit. Uh, for my first birthday that I had was a knitter, uh, my mum and dad bought me a box full of yarn, and it was all um, colonnette yarn, and it was all, you know, they're nice, not hand-to-hand dyed, but... You know, and I have forever been a yarn snob. I don't think I ever started working with acrylic in my life. I think my first yarn was probably Rowan, and then I moved on to Colnet, and then moved on to God. What was the thing after that? I don't even know. I like literally have never gone and bought a ball of acrylic. I'm a total yarn snob. 
which is terrible. Yeah. So yeah, just fell into it that way. Just try to stress bust, really. And then became a little bit addicted with all the pretty that you can get out there. Cool. Okay. So you initially started as a kind of stress busting slash way to keep you awake in lectures. Yeah, and calm. And calm. But what was the tipping point that turned what was your hobby into a business? Well, that's a bit of a weird story, actually. Um, when I I graduated from my degree in forensic psychobiology and I was wondering what to do with myself afterwards because I was rubbish at the forensic psychobiology. And uh, one of my friends, I had been so in and lit, and one of my friends was like, oh, you should apply to Dundee College and um, do this NQ in textiles and interiors and see how it goes. And I, I applied and I got in and this was fabulous. I loved it. I loved making things with my hands and I loved, you know, the colours and all that stuff. And uh, it was about this time that my dad got really ill with his cancer and I kind of went into a deep, deep, dark hole. And uh, one of my lecturers was really lovely, Susan. She, I mean, she was so lovely. Um, I was missing classes and she phoned me one day and asked what was wrong. And I explained and she got me up to the college and she says, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know. Open a wool shop. And it kind of stuck. I just kind of was like, actually, I want to open a wheel shop. So I went through my NQ, my HNC, my HND in textiles. And uh, while I was in HND, they were doing a course called, this is, a, I do all these really stupidly named courses. Sorry, Dundee College. I do, I've told you this was a stupid course. Design and Creativity. Wow. Which was uh, textile art with business on the side. So I thought, perfect. I can do business, I can do my business plan, I can get started with the shop. And that's how it kind of started. It was just kind of a off-the-cuff remark that became into an actual reality, which is bizarre. Yeah. Awesome. So taking forensic psychobiology and turning it round into art and textiles and then opening a wool shop. Yeah. What does a typical day... I feel like I'm opening the potential can of worms here. What does a typical day look like for you? <laughs> I thought this was really difficult because um, I, I am, I don't want to say confined to the shop, but I obviously have my opening hours of, you know, say 11 till 6 during the week. So, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say that I get up dead early and go to the gym. That's a bit of a lie. Set <laughs> uh, my alarm to go to the gym and I put it on snooze and go back to sleep. Uh, so yeah, we'll pretend that I go to the gym in the morning, but I get up, get into the shop. Um, I have the two dogs with me during the week, so they need to be dondered round. Um, open up the shop, so things like this is really mundane. Turning the computer on, putting the till on, putting the lights on, and then I open up my Asana to do list, which Joe will be very proud of me. And oh, <laughs> uh, I've got my list of things that I need to do for that day uh, sometimes I reschedule them for other days because I'm like I can't be bothered um, or you know other things crop up but usually really bad I take each day as it comes because it could be a scorching day outside and I have no customers so it means I can do a bigger job like work through my taxes or um, like I was working on the website so I could do a big chunk of the website or photographing yarn or whatever um, or it could be, you know, a really, really busy day and I don't have five minutes to eat my lunch. So I'm just serving people, answering the phone, 
replying to emails. So yeah, it, it, it really depends. I couldn't tell you what a typical day is. Although at two o'clock, I do have to walk the dogs around the block because Arthur will have a little fit if he doesn't get for his afternoon pee, basically. Um, and I drink lots of tea, maybe too much tea. But yeah. Cool. So normally, Leona, I would ask you about your creative process when you develop a new design or colourway. But that's not going to apply this time. So can you tell us a little bit about your creative process when you design a new window display? Because you've had some really good window displays. Ah, thank you. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with designing the windows. <laughs> I don't know why I just I dread thinking about them but I will spend a long long time you know planning and trying to come up with something and then it'll just be oh that's a great idea I'll do that I usually spend hours on Pinterest uh, I'm an absolute Tumblr freak so I'll you know I follow loads of knitting people on Tumblr so sometimes actually like I've just decided on my Christmas window Will I give you the exclusive on the Christmas window? Oh, you can if you like. <laughs> uh, so I, the other day I was chatting with somebody about Attic 24, which I'm sure everybody's well aware of. Um, we were talking about wreaths and things, and she has done these most beautiful wreaths for all the seasons. And I was looking at the Christmas one, which is absolutely beautiful. It's like a, a blue wreath with the little snowflakes, a little um, robin on it. And I thought, what about... I like to do everything giant. My windows tend to be giant like one summer we had giant ice cream cones and uh what else we had a giant what else did we have that was giant we had the sheep they were pretty big oh yeah the sheep and everything yeah so i'm gonna do a giant wreath that i'm gonna get everybody to get involved with to like make a little bit to stick on it and that'll take up the big window so yeah normally it's just like perusing the internet and something will just kind of trigger something i don't have a sketchbook i don't have any method to it like my socktober window is planned um around it being socktober so it's got to be something involving socks i've given you the christmas one i'm not giving you the socktober one um absolutely there's always pictures always pictures um but yeah it, it just it tends to be just a little flicker of inspiration and then it, it gets it manifests into itself usually a week before it's due to be done so you'll find me the week before just like sitting with the crochet hook or whatever stressing out about this window yeah and it takes me a full day to change it i don't know why it just always does i normally up with, end up with a window pole in my face like <laughs> the suspension pole that's above the window it normally hits me in the face quite a few times so yeah, it's not good. You do have very big windows. I should caveat at this point that your house, your house, your shop is a corner shop, <laughs> and it's a massive all window. Of the outside is windows, and then there's the door on the corner. So there's a lot of window. Yeah, three three windows: the two big windows and the skinny windows. I like to call it. But your your man and my man could probably stand in it head on head, like shoulder to shoulder, and they still wouldn't fit. It's a tall window, so yeah. Yeah, who thought that was a good idea? Shop with big windows. <laughs> she says, and then all the people with no windows in their shop would be like, oh my God, that's terrible. I'll swap you, swap your windows. Yeah. Cool. So, no journey is ever a smooth one and running a business has its ups and downs. Can you tell us about a time that you failed? What happened and what did you learn as a result of it? Well, 
the first thing I thought of when I read this question was the time that I answered the shop phone going, good afternoon, Odie and Dundee, Leona speaking, how can I help? <laughs> I realised I hadn't worked in the Odeon for about a year and a half. So that was a pretty big fail. <laughs> um, I corrected it by not saying that the next time. Um, and luckily it was my other half that was on the phone. So that would have been a disaster if it had been an actual customer. But um, in all seriousness, um, I was thinking about failures and it's really hard because you you come up against a failure and you kind of work through it and then you forget about it. Um, I have to say this summer has been really difficult. Um, I think overcoming a lot of things this summer has been I would see the summer, I don't want to call it a failure, that seems bad, but it has been a low point for sure. Um, so just kind of having a good, I've really got a good support network and I'm probably jumping into the next question, but um, I've got a fantastic support network around me that I can talk things through and they'll give me hugs and bring me cake or kick me up the butt, Joe, when I need it. So yeah, that's how I tend to overcome this. <laughs> I know. Usually you and Louise are a big help for me and when I have a failure, you guys usually pull me out of it. Um, so taking it then from maybe when things weren't quite the way that you would have them and taking it to the high point, what's been the best part of your journey so far? Oh, the best point. There's been so many boxes ticked for high points along this journey. The main one is I am still open. <laughs> like when I walk in that shop and I'm still open, that is a massive high point for me. Um, I think God... The really successful trunk shows that I've had have been so good. It's so nerve-wracking when you organise something and you're like, are people going to turn up? What are they going to think? Is the person going to want to come back? And I think that when they, they're successful, like the Ripples Craft one that was, what, last, not Saturday past, but Saturday before, it was so successful. It was so fantastic. And we had Nick from Yards on the Plane. Hers was really good too. So I think organising these things that have done really well are definite high points for me. Me and Stephen West at Edinburgh Yarn Festival is definitely up there though. He fondled me. He touched my top. Like <laughs> that is a serious high point in my book. And also Mary Jane Muckleston visited my shop uh last weekend, which was quite exciting. Went out for pizza with her. I fangirled quite a lot. But I still fangirl when Karina Westerman comes in the shop, so you know, a bit of a child. But yeah, a high point for me definitely still being open. <laughs> <laughs> website. launching the website god i should really talk about that shouldn't i that's been a big a big high point that um we redid the website my other half helped me a lot he's he's quite a good guy really um when that was done and launched and people were buying things from it that was so exciting mark kept screaming at me because for some reason uh, his email address is hooked up to the the website and he was like you've got another order and he'd run through it like one in the morning while he's playing his playstation going you've got another order and i'm like be quiet i need to sleep but that was very yeah. when he wakes up at six in the morning he's like you've got three orders I'm like okay stop it so yeah definite high points perfect so which one thing that you know now did you wish you would know when you picked up the first ball of yarn? Uh, that you shouldn't really attempt mohair and lace as your second project ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first project was a pair of gloves that I decided to put some intarsia on the back of. 
yeah they were terrible but my second project I had this beautiful white mohair with speckles of color on it um, and I really wanted to do an ish bell and the center section went fine but as soon as I hit that lace oh my word that was yeah that sat actually that sat half finished in the drawer until about February this year it was pretty terrible but yeah don't do that second thing I didn't know until Claire Devine pointed it out that I knit backwards. Well, knit squint. I knit through the back loop all the time. So my, my knitting was stupid, uh, which I've now corrected. But I did wonder why people were always going, oh, that stitch looks funny. What did you do? And I'm like, just knit it. I don't know. So I wish somebody had told me when I had started knitting that I was doing it wrong and it hadn't gone like 10 years of doing it wrong. I suppose it's not wrong, just different. But yeah, wrong. Let's call it wrong. <laughs> So, yeah. Cool. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming I'm gonna go well, go right there and say that this is probably not going to be answered by the word mohair, um, or or indeed lace weight. Um, but desert island skeins. If you were going to be marooned on a desert island and could only take one skein or ball of yarn, what would you take and why? So I have written down in massive letters. Easy knits, deeply wicked because I love John. End of story. <laughs> No, I love easing it. It's so pretty. Uh, if I, I would just sit and hug it. I would, I would. Don't think I would knit with it. I would just look at it. That would be me. I'd be happy. Yeah. I should probably be practical and like take something that's like a million meters or something that can make a fishing net or something. But no, just a skein of easy knits, deeply wicked. But I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Now I can roll with that. You know, some people are super practical, but i've been waiting for someone just to go i'll just take something beautiful and look at it because i'm going to be stuck there for a long time with nothing to do just gonna look at it <laughs> exactly i mean you can you could make uh yarn out of palm leaves or you know you could have practical stuff i've watched bear grills you can you don't need yarn to be practical yarn needs to be pretty so i would take something pretty for sure i like that i'm probably gonna quote you on it you don't need yarn to be practical you need yarn to be pretty <laughs> <laughs> exactly you do, you do not need practical yarn that is not why we're in this business <laughs> this is true this is true and um, so what is your favorite or go-to resource for yarn craft or for business that you couldn't do without oh i have a massive lift so my yarn craft to be ravelry um do you know what it was one of the other reasons that i started knitting i i can't remember what it was i think I was on a quilting board and online and somebody had mentioned this Ravelry thing about knitting and I went on. I wasn't one of the like early, early subscribers, but uh, I did go on while you still had to be invited. Oh, wow. Uh, I know, right? You're and cool. I know. I, I'd really get addicted with these things like Pinterest and I, I find out these things and I'm like, I have to be involved. I have to be on it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Ravelry for sure. Like I said, all new people to that it, it, it's my I don't know that's my go-to for business which I think is more uh, about me uh, for, I have to say my hive mind which would be you and you and Lee's pants you guys are forever my source of inspiration butt kicking and good advice um, yeah Mark my other half he's very good he, he he's another one for kicking my butt in place with the business stuff and being sensible when I'm just like, oh, buy all the pretty yarn. And he's like, no, you need to pay your electric bill first. And I'm like, but pretty yarn. Um, and for starting up, for anybody else that's thinking about starting up, the Business Gateway was fab. I've heard horror stories, but 
my mentor at the Business Gateway was amazing. She still is. I can still drop her a, an email now and again being like, oh, Lynn, help me. What have I done wrong? Or, you know, how do I do this? And she's like, fires me back an email. So she's good. And lastly, I think like my network around me really, I mean, I have met some fab people doing this and they are just great. It's great that you can, I was saying to Mark the other day that I'm sitting asking Karina Westrom in business advice. <laughs> like, I, I never thought that that would be something I would ever be able to do. But yeah, being able to speak to people like friends, because they are friends. And I'm digging myself in a big hole here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you are hilarious. And for those of you who are listening in places outside of Scotland, Business Gateway is a government run um, business startup advice. They do training and stuff and um, will help you if you want to start a business. And they still have business gateway shops in um, Scotland, unlike England, which I think is all online now. Because they're oh, really? cheap, yeah. Um, business Link, yeah, it all went online. Yeah, it is rubbish. Cause you want to go in and see someone, don't you, if you're going to go in, I think. I got know. so many free pens from them. It's, it's all about the free still pens. It's, I'm all about the free pens. <laughs> all about the free pens, especially if you get free highlighter. That's always... Oh, I, I don't get a highlighter. Let's get something special then. I got a free highlighter and they had five colours of um it back back when back when they were in charge and there was lots of money being thrown around i went to a business startup thing in hull when i was just a one entrepreneur and i got um a five colored flower shaped highlighter from the institute of chartered accountants i did i still use it now it's in my notions bag there you go little known fact where is the best place for the listeners to come find you well i'd have to say dundee obviously um up on the blackness road not far from the fire station, 164. Uh, but if you can't visit in person, I've just launched my new website. So it's www.fluff, F-L-U-P-H, because we like to be awkward, .co.uk. <laughs> Mark's got to get the blame for that one, for sure. Um, and I'm on all the social media under Fluff Shop. You can find me on everything. If you want, I think Instagram's my go-to. However, I, I do love taking pictures, especially of my dogs. So um yeah find me on all of those instagram twitter periscope i was gonna say fluff scope there fluff scope um and facebook yeah you are on periscope as fluff shop as well i am on periscope as fluff shop i get a little bit intimidated with periscope so oh your periscopes are awesome it's like being back in the shop again it's amazing i love it I, well you like it i find it terrifying oh no but i like watching yours <laughs> i don't actually like doing them <laughs> Just like watching yours, yours are very good. <laughs> I'd rather watch the watch than be. I never know what to say. For somebody that can talk a lot when I do these things, I I don't know what to say. <laughs> Speaking of things to say, have you got any parting words for those who would like to get into the industry? Do you know what? I know a lot of people have said this on your podcast, but just do it. Just get it done. Um, just go for it. If you want to do it, just do it. Um, and do your best at it you should always give everything your your best and if you've done your best that's all you can do as my dad always says so yeah just do it definitely cool so let's get excited now what is next for fluff oh what's next for fluff oh, get to the gym in the morning for sure um <laughs> that's my main goal no uh what's next oh i would love to have a stall at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I think that's my next my next goal apart from that staying open getting new things in uh, i've got a new 
Dundee Dyer in called Rusty Ferret, which is all sold out. So you're going to have to wait for the next batch. Sorry. I know. I didn't even get any of that. It's very disappointing. <laughs> you were too slow. I was um, snoozing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really hard question. What's next for my business? I don't know. Just get there. <laughs> get the door open tomorrow morning. That's my next goal. So, Leona. You very kindly offered to sponsor a giveaway for the podcast. I did! Huzzah! Would you like to tell us about it? Oh, yeah. So I would like to give away a skein of Rusty Ferret Brood Fagurders. It's this neon orange yarn, which in Dundee is, I don't know, it depends what football team you support. Dundee United is orange, tangerine and black. So everybody's like, ah, oh, is that Dundee United? And I'm like, no, it's iron brew. Um, yeah, so a skein of... Uh, that it's a sock weight yarn, 7525 uh superwash wool and a fluff project bag because everybody loves them. And I want photos of it on its travels. If anybody's got a fluff project bag, I want pictures of it on its travels. Where do these project bags go? Who knows? Well, mine's in my bedroom with my shawl of awesome in it. Because only the very yeah. best project bag could have that. And it's 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 flocked, so there's this texture to feel on the fluff logo, which which really pleases like me no end. Would you like a flocked one? I've got a flocked one. No, but would you like the giveaway to one to be a flocked one? It's up to you. You can have whatever kind you like. Well, we'll make it flocked. Yeah, make it flocked. You've got you going right there. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so, I'm going to get glitter ones next. <gasps> Don't, you're killing That's me. That's what's next for my business. I'm getting glitter project bags. So if you'd like to be in with a chance to win a skein of Rusty Ferret yarn in the Brood Vergirders. I wish I could say that. How good was it when when Leona said it? Brood Vergirders. I haven't got the, the R's. Like murder. So mental. I'm half Scottish, you know. I should be able to say this stuff. Um, If you would like to be in for the chance, stop laughing. I know you're laughing at me, you Scottish people. Um, If you'd like to be in with the chance to win a skin of Brood Vergirders and a project bag from Fluff, uh, not it by Leona's very own fair hands and um, the Rusty Ferret Yarn, which is a local Dundee dyer. Head on over to the group on Ravelry and let me know what crazy Scottish thing, because Iron Brew is definitely in that category of crazy and Scottish. Um, I think he's banned in Canada or something. It's certainly banned in some countries because it's like cray cray juice. Uh, what crazy Scottish thing would you like to see made into a yarn colourway? So head on over to the Group on Ravelry and post that in the thread. I'll be opening that up um, soon and you will be entered into a prize draw to be selected by the random number generator of good fortune to win a skein of yarn and the project bag. So thank you, a huge thank you to Leona for coming onto the show and um, making us all laugh basically giving us all a good giggle and telling us all about her journey to from forensic psychobiology to wool shop owner. Well, I'm afraid that is all we have time for this episode. A huge thank you to everyone for listening and sticking it out till the end. I hope any new listeners have uh, enjoyed a bit of a canter. Uh, with us through this episode don't forget please to go on over to the website www.shinybees.com and to click through to register your vote for the uk podcasters award and feel free please friends to 
expand to me at every opportunity to make sure that I do indeed get the Shawl of Awesome complete on time. So all that remains for me to say is I hope you all have a wonderful week. Thank you very much for listening. Happy crafting. And I will speak to you all again soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by Music Alley and it is Adam and the Walter Boys and I Need a Drink. I need a drink.